0: there, New Vision family. My name is Keely Mascarina, and I'm so excited to be here with you guys to finish off our 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John podcast. Today is day 25, and I'm going to be reading from 3rd John 5 through 15. And just as a reminder that John is writing to Gaius, who was a faithful member of the church who John loved dearly and thought so highly of because of how he conducted himself as a Christ follower. And so verse 5 picks up, and I'm reading from the ESV. Beloved, it is a faithful thing you do in all your efforts for these brothers, strangers as they are, who testified to your love before the church. You will do well to send them on their journey in a manner worthy of God. For they have gone out for the sake of the name, accepting nothing from the Gentiles. Therefore, we ought to support people like these, that we may be fellow workers of the truth. I have written something to you, to the church, but Diotrephes, who likes to put himself first, does not acknowledge our authority. So if I come, I will bring up what he is doing, talking wicked nonsense against us. And not content with that, he refuses to welcome the brothers and also stops those who want to and puts them out of the church. Beloved, do not imitate evil, but imitate good. Whoever does good is from God. Whoever does evil has not seen God. Demetrius has received a good testimony from everyone and from the truth itself. We also add our testimony, and you know that our testimony is true. I had much to write to you, but I would rather not write with pen and ink. I hope to see you soon, and we will talk face to face. Peace be to you. The friends greet you. Greet the friends each by name. So John starts off in verses 5 through 7. He is recognizing Gaius' hospitality towards these people. Gaius was serving missionary workers. These were people who were traveling, spreading the name of Jesus. They were traveling from place to place and sharing the gospel, which is in this time period, this is how the gospel was spread. They didn't have Instagram or email or social media or podcasts or streaming systems for people to tune in to online services, but people had to actually leave their homes and travel and to share the gospel. This is how the good news was spread. Um, And one thing to point out is these people were not his friends. These were not, you know, people that he knew personally, but these were strangers. But he still extended hospitality to them and cared for them. And that was honoring to God. He cared for the people. He was partnering with people to spread the name of Jesus Christ, the hope to the world. And Matthew 25, 40 says, The king will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did to one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. And so Gaius is not just here on, he wasn't here on the earth to just serve himself, but he was caring for people who were fully dependent upon the church so that they could do the work of Christ. And so these people, these missionaries, they were fully dependent on the support of other believers for the sake of the gospel. And so um, that means financially and prayerfully. And Gaius, Caring for them, probably housing them and feeding them, so that they could continue on their journey in first john three eight says therefore we ought to support people like these, that they may be fellow that we may be fellow workers for the truth, and so maybe you're thinking well how how can I support people like these like these people today? How can I support missionaries or church workers or church planners, or how can I partner with people who have made such incredible sacrifices, leaving behind their friends and their families to move overseas or to other states or to start churches or to continue spreading the name of Jesus? How can I support them? Well, one way is going on local mission trips or whether that's here in the States or internationally, we have opportunities all throughout the year here at our church with the Dominican Republic, Mexico. We have church planners in Boston and Utah. We go to Nepal and England and so many other places. And then right here in Murfreesboro, we have so many ministry partners that all throughout the weeks and months of the year, there are so many opportunities. Ellen Lohan is in charge of helping small groups have this information on how to partner with our local ministries. You can go to our website and find that information at newvisionlife.com because I understand that not everyone is in a season to go overseas or to financially be able to go on a mission trip, but you can give in small ways, whether that's in giving diapers to our local ministry portico who supports moms struggling with the decision to have an abortion. You can pray. Everyone has the ability to pray. You can send cards of encouragement to our missionaries who are away from their homes and their families who oftentimes feel weary and lonely. And so us as a church, as a body of Christ, we have so many avenues in which we can support missionaries and church planners and even our local church staff. Um, You know, we have people throughout the year in our church that they bake goodies and leave it in the front office for the the staff members. And at Christmas time, we have a ministry here at our church of ladies who have lost their spouses in the past, and they just get together, and one way that they serve the staff members is they wrap their Christmas presents, and it was, it is so beautiful. It is beautiful how they use their time and their resources to serve, to partner with fellow church workers for the truth. It's just one small way to love them and encourage them and care for them. And so I love this. So if you ever have questions about how you can partner with serving our missionaries and church planners across the the nation, please just reach out to us. We would love to help you with that. In verse 9 and 10, uh, or for the remainder of the verses, Uh, John is talking to Gaius about, um, he says, I've written something to the churches, but Diotrephes, who likes to put himself first, does not acknowledge our authority. So if I come, I will bring up what he is doing, talking wicked nonsense against us. And not content with that, he refuses to welcome the brothers, the people that Gaius is serving, these missionaries. He refuses to welcome them. And not only that, he wants to put a stop to it. And anyone who wants to support them, he wants them out of the church. And so John is saying, beloved, do not imitate evil, but imitate good. Whoever does good is from God. Whoever does evil has not seen God. Demetrius has received a good testimony from everyone and from the truth itself. We also add our testimony and you know that our testimony is true. And so, in these last several verses, uh, John brings up Diotrephes, who he was a part of the church, but he points out that he sought glory for himself. He gossiped, he spread malicious nonsense. He did not welcome the missionaries or other believers, he was not hospitable, he was not exemplifying the characteristics of Christ. He kicked people out who did not support the missionaries of the church. And then John goes on to say, Do not imitate evil. This is evil. Do not do this, but imitate good. Be the image bearer that Christ intended us for, for us to be, the church. We were intended to bear the image of Christ. And so don't do evil, do good. Anything not good is evil. And so we have to ask ourselves, what will we choose? Will we choose to look like the world? Will we choose to have un like behavior? Or will we choose to look more like Jesus? And he gives us an example with Demetrius. We don't really know who Demetrius is, but John thinks he's a stand-up guy. And John admired him and was calling him out as someone who was following Jesus. He was his life looked like Christ; he was bearing the image of Christ, and so John ends this letter to Gaius, saying to greet the church members by name because he loved them and he cared for them and and John ultimately he just wants the best for the church. he wants to encourage us as believers to look like christ and um and so you know he gave some ways to do that and so I just want to end our time today by asking, how can I, how can you, how can we leverage our time and our resources to serve fellow workers of truth? How can we do that? What are some practical ways? Again, if you need help figuring out ways to do this, we would love to connect with you. And then lastly, John 13, 34 through 35 references by the way you love others, you will know they will know you are my disciples. And Ellie Holcomb writes in her devotional fighting words that us loving one another was God's plan for the world to know Him. How we love is what should mark us in the world. How we care for other believers, how we care for people who are not in the church. That is how the world is going to know Jesus, is by how we love. And partnering with other people who are spreading the name of Jesus, we have to shine and we have to get the word of Christ out there spreading the gospel. And so, you know, maybe we don't have people going from house to house, staying in our homes these days, because that's just what they're doing, spreading the gospel, but we have people who are working in churches, pastors, and we do have overseas missionaries and church planners, but we have opportunities right here in our homes to to do that with our, our social media, and so, you know, do your words and your actions show the word, the world, the love of God with your social media posts, with your blogs, with your you know, Friday night hangouts with your neighbors, does does it include slander or does it include gossip? Or do your words and actions reflect the love of Christ? So dear friends, let's join together and look like Jesus by how we love the world. We hope that you have loved this podcast series and we hope that you'll join us for the next one. Have a great day.